Waldorf, WKYS HD2 Washington, WMMJ HD2 Bethesda, and worldwide at WOLDCnews.com. The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. Is the Uncle Show. Come on, Uncle Show. Do you want to have some fun? Yeah, yeah. You want to learn something too? Yes, we do. Well, we're back again. Happy Monday to everybody listening, tuning in to the Uncle Devin Show. And you know, it's a good thing it's the Uncle Devin Show because I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. And I am honored and, and blessed to see another day and to come to you to talk about the best in children's music, specifically in the urban community. Uh, welcome again to another show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, uh, here in the Silver Spring Studios. I, I love coming over to these studios, too. It's, um, you know, Kathy Hughes is, is like the queen of, of media uh, gurus here so you know you're right in the same section all the stations she owns from WKYS to uh, 102.3 um, all the gospel stations and the sports talk 980 all of you know all of them in the same regional area so I love coming down here and and just seeing what people do to become the number one distributor of urban content in the country so uh, today's show uh, is brought to you by IamWeNation.com. That's IamWeNation.com. It's the first 24-7 online children's music radio station uh, directly for children uh, in the urban community and beyond. Uh, you can stream it live. Uh, all you need is internet connection. Uh, you can also uh, get it on your phones or at the Live 365 app. So go to www.IamWeNation. That's I am with two E's. WeNation.com. Uh, today I got a wonderful show. Um, you know, I'm excited today because uh, today actually completes a cycle. Uh, today is the last Monday um, before I start my second year here at uh, WOL. Uh, just a year ago, I had the opportunity to come on air and to create programming, which is the first time, to my understanding, that um, we've had a program on the Radio One Network that focuses specifically on children's music. Um, the, the first time now, just keep in mind that Urban One in general is the largest distributor of urban content in the entire country. They own TV One, Radio One. Uh, they have many different social media entities. Um, but to my understanding, um, there's no children's music programming. Um, and so what we, what, what my goal is, you know, I've become, uh, you know, I, I've recognized that it's part of my goal and my, my vision to raise this issue of children's music in our community, but more so from even a broader perspective. Because when I first started it, again, this show is dedicated to parents, teachers, and guardians uh, of children of the urban community to talk about the importance that music plays. But more importantly, how do we take back control of what our children listens to? I mean, let's just think of a broad, I mean, a general question. Think of children zero to eight years old. We'll just take that, that category alone. What do we do in our community to address them in terms of the music that they listen to? And for those who have been listening to my show uh, over the last year, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, I could not have done it without you and your support. But what do we focus on in terms of, you know, uh, what our children listens to? You know, I've, I've created this concept called music adultification. And the word adultification actually came from a, a study that was done uh, by um, an organization connected with Georgetown University. Uh, and they looked at the fact that young girls were being disciplined uh, more, uh, the, uh, young black girls were being disciplined more than, um, than, than their, their white counterparts. But more importantly, they were viewed as more sexual. They were viewed as more adult-like than their white counterparts, and therefore they received harsher punishment, uh, discipline, and the like. And so I said, well, let me 
add to that definition, and I come up with the term music adultification. And this is where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music. And what's really, really troubling about it is that we don't even understand the ramifications of having our children listening to uh, adult music that is inappropriate. Not all adult music is inappropriate. Don't get me wrong. I'm not suggesting that. But I think you all know what I'm talking about. And the fact that, you know, in terms of music that we provide to our children, where, where, where do we go? Where do we, where do we get that information from? Where do we go? How come there's no, no, no stations out of all the, the, the media in our community, whether it was, whether it's Oprah Winfrey show or Magic Johnson or, you know, Harry Kathy Hughes or what have you, how come we have no programming, entertainment for our children? And you can't tell me it's not about money. Tell Disney is, um, they're not making any money. Disney is the, one of the largest media entities in the country. Tell me that Nickelodeon isn't making money. Tell me that all these uh, all these other entities, um, XM Radio that 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 plays children's music but don't play much music that reflects our culture. Tell me they're not making any money. So for for us in our community, what is it? What is it that prohibits us and stops us from? creating something for our babies. I want you to understand that we're talking about, people talk about Head Start programs. There's no greater Head Start that you can give a child than to provide them with age and culturally relevant music that's both entertaining and educational. And everybody listening to uh, my voice have at one time or, or, or another in their life have listened to music and the music has changed them in one way or the other. You know, music is a is a spiritual uh, uh, connection that crosses all types of genres, uh, cultures, boundaries. And yet we don't have anything specifically for our children. And so this radio station right here um, is what I'm, I'm dedicated to bringing about. I'm putting all my resources into it. Um, I didn't want to just be one of the ones that talk about a problem and not be part of a, a solution. Because, see, my thing is for every problem, there's a solution. But more importantly, for every solution, there's an action. And if you're not part of that action, then you're part of the problem. And so we need to all take our responsibility. Forget leadership. I ain't worrying about leaders. And I don't need no leader. I don't need no leader to tell me what my responsibility is. And you shouldn't need a leader to tell you what your responsibility is, no matter what, what area it's in. Whether Mine is music. Yours could be in a different area. But what's this thing about leader? We, we In a capitalist system that in, that, that puts more emphasis on individualism than it does social responsibility. Um, you, you get that. So people look for leaders. You know, I, I grew up in the church and one thing I'm sick and tired of hearing is when my pastor say, well, my pastor say, well, I'm not dogging anybody who, 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 who has certain positions in the church, but you a grown person. You make your own decision. You have a mind. God gave you a mind. You can make your own mind up, you know, or some people waiting for the politician. What the politicians say or some people are waiting for whomever. Well, it's up to us, and that's what this station is, and I'm grateful that the creator has given me this vehicle to have a discussion and to create something that has never been created before. And, and before I go to my guest, um, anybody, okay, um, and, and but even before I even get into that, and I have my, uh, let me just say that my guest today is going to be the one and only uh, uh, Nikki's music class. Uh, she's going to be coming to us real soon. She had a show on the other side of town, so she's going to be calling in very, very shortly. And my show is to help highlight and, and expose people just like Nikki and Nikki's music class. Um, all the people you've seen over the last year that I brought brought to you, many of which you won't hear and and, and see on other stations. Um. Um, and if you want to call in, first of all, let me leave you the call in number. Um, and, and Joy, you can call this number as well. You can give us a call at 1 800 450 7876. That's 1 800 450 7876. And I just want to ask a question. Uh, this is really the question that I'm going to use to move forward into our second year starting next week. How do we measure? whether or not we value children 
in our community. And when I say our community, the Urban One, Radio One, WOL primarily, uh, the audience of, uh, of Urban One is primarily the black community, okay? I'm gonna speak to the black community. That's, that's what I wanna talk to. African community, the black community, however, I, I generally say African, but just for the sake of argument, I wanna talk to our community. I mean, if it is true that we say that we value children, how do we measure that? How is that actually measured? What is the, the standard to say that, okay, well, you say you, you value children. Well, it's true because blank, 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 blank. I mean, how do we really come to, to, to understand what that really means? I mean, let's, let's look at it another way. You know, America may tout that they are welcoming of all genders, you know, especially us as take women, for example. Um, and we'll say that, you know, we believe in equal rights for women and nah, 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 nah. You, you, you'll hear all that. But when you really, really look at it, um, women earn less than men. We know that and are seriously underrepresented in political office and make up a dis- disproportionate share of people in poverty. So the statistics will show that women are truly not valued despite what the rhetoric is. So I'm going to ask this from the black community's perspective. Do we value children? And if so, how do we measure that? Give me a call at 1-800-450-7876. How do we measure that? How, what, what barometer do we use to say, oh, yeah, we truly value our children because of blank, blank, blank. And keep in mind that the statistics in this country, and I'm, and I'm, I'm right now talking about uh, Africans in the United States. Uh, many people know that I, I don't uh, generally separate us from people who look like us from around the world because we all going through the same thing. But just for this argument here, you look at the fact that black children are suspended more than white children in this country disproportionately. You recognize that children um, that in 2017, the proportion of children in poverty by race and ethnicity is highest among black and Hispanic children. Twenty nine percent for black, 25 percent for Hispanics, respectively, compared to just 11 percent in the white and white children. We look at obesity rates are higher among Latinos, actually, which is the highest, about 25 percent or really 26 percent and black children around 22 percent, whereas uh, uh, whites is only 14 percent. Suicide rates have increased among black children aged 5 to 11 and decreased among white children in the same age. Life expectancy gap between African-Americans and whites is um, uh, as much as uh, 20. The whole life expectancy There's a 20 year difference. And when you look at the overall life expectancy. So when we look at all of this, how do we measure it? What do what are we doing in our community to address these issues to show that we really value children? The question may be, do we value children? Give me a call at one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. That's one eight hundred four five zero seven eight seven six. If you're following me on Facebook, you can send me a message and um, I can take your question that way. But I'm, I'm asking this because, again, this is a passion that I have. Um, I can't even begin to let you know the many doors that I've had sl- uh, slammed in my face when I've gone to people to talk about we need a children's music programming, both both television and radio. I mean, not only just slammed in my face, but just ignored. I mean, have no idea about why we need this. And yet, Deaf Comedy Jam created programming for black comedians who could not get in uh, played at white com- uh, comedy places. And, and you see what happened there and they blew up. Soul train started. Uh, people didn't think that that will even exist, but they, uh, we created that type of thing. So give me a call back. We want to, uh, uh, when we come back, I want to, I want to hear from you about what, how do we measure whether or not we truly value children? This is uncle Devin on the uncle Devin show on WOL 1450 AM. Don't go anywhere. We'll be coming back right back to you shortly.
And we're back. You're listening to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM here in the Silver Spring, Maryland studios, uh, just outside of Washington, D.C. Um, I'm your host, Uncle Devin, and today's show is brought to you by IamWeNation.com. Just tune in. Click on and listen to some of the wonderful music that you have for our children uh, that you won't hear any cursing, you won't hear any profanity, you'll hear some very wonderful top quality music uh, with the urban twist. That's IamWeNation.com. So I ended the, the first segment just asking the question, how do we, how do we value, I mean, do we value uh, children in our community? And if so, how do we measure that? What are some examples? If someone from outer space came and was looking at us as a study and without even hearing the rhetoric, what would they conclude about us in our community as it relates to our children? Will they say, oh, they love their children because blank, 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 or they disregard their children because of blank, blank, blank? I, I, I'm curious to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-800-450-7876. And I'm also going to bring on the line now. I have a, a real good friend of mine who I met in New York City back in 2013. Uh, she's a fellow children's music uh, artist, uh, administrator, um, all-around top-notch uh, young lady that I had the pleasure of meeting up at the KindyCom Festival back in 20. Like I said, I think it was 2013. And also, I want, I'm want i bringing her on so she can talk a little bit about another way that we need to focus and help children, the one and only Joy Mallory. Welcome to the Uncle Devin Show. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you wonderfully. How are you doing today, Joy? I'm doing well. Thank you. Right. The, I've enjoyed the your, your show so much so far. Okay. One. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, you giving me a soapbox. I'm sitting here, and I'm 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 gonna <laughs> want to take it. But but you know, Joy, like you you and I have talked, um, you know, several times, both recently and in the past, um, about this whole field of children's music. But before I even get mm-hmm. to that, now you're calling from uh, New Jersey or New York? Where, which party? Um, I'm I'm calling from New Jersey. I okay. live in New Jersey. I was uh, just until recently been working though in the Bronx. Okay, that's um, what it was. You was in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Okay. For, yep. So before I go any further, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, and I, I, I mentioned a little bit about your music career, but talk a little bit about yourself and and what you what you're currently up to right now. Sure. So I was a music teacher um, since nineteen. Since the year 2000, okay. um, I was working with early childhood. Um, I had a, a mentor, but actually um, my music teacher from when I was four years old got me into Head Start programs in preschools and urban communities and just kind of started me on that pathway. Um, but I was working mostly in urban public schools. Um, K through four was um, my specialty for many years, and I just saw that there was a huge void in music for them. Of course, all of the schools wanted performances, on a regular basis. And, you know, in the, in the classroom, I could get kids to enjoy any kind of music, all different genres. But for the performances, you want the families to actually enjoy what they're listening to. And with the repertoire that's out there for kids or for music teachers um, to sing, um, it, was, it was pretty dull. It's, yeah. Nothing is targeted for an urban audience. And mm-hmm. so mostly what you find is people writing music, um, like rewriting the words to pop songs on the radio or, yes. you know, back in the day uh, before Mute R. Kelly, they, everybody was singing, I believe I can fly yes. for kids. And so I was trying to fill that void and that's how I started writing children's music. Oh, okay. um, it was like, it was really just because what are they going to sing at these shows? Yeah, absolutely. And so that got, <laughs> that's what got me started. Um, my husband um, is a producer and he taught me how to make beats and I combined like my music training with, learning how to use those um, different programs and started making music. And slowly, you know, my, my school and the kids were just like, well, how do we hear more? And I just started writing more and more until it turned into an album. That's right. And that's around the time I met you. Yes, absolutely. And and what was your first CD uh, title? I forgot. The Journey. Name. Journey. That's right. It was Journey. Journey. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And so... And I, and for those that are following me on uh, Facebook, for some reason we had lost connection. So if you can just uh, we reestablish it, so if you can go back and um, tune in, we, we're there. So now, what have you been up to lately? Because I've been following you, um, uh, especially on Instagram, and your numbers mm-hmm. have exploded. And I and I say yeah. it's, it's definitely for a good 
reason because now you're able to reach more people. Talk a little bit about yeah. uh, your your media presence. So um, I initially started my page, you know, just having a normal Instagram page, and I was sh- I shared when my album came out. That's around the time I created that. But I, I had locks, and I guess it was. I guess it was around 2012 that I started that page, um, and I, I've always been creative in many ways, including styling my hair, mm-hmm. and I, I would just share pictures of my different lock styles, and so that got shared by, um, her, her name is Francesca Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, she has she cut her, her locks off recently, but she, she did MTV Decoded, the, um, um, a sister who had a, a, a show on MTV. Mm-hmm. She had locks. She shared my picture. And it just kind of exploded from there. And then okay. my pictures of my styles just started popping up everywhere. And so then people were asking me to create a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And I started showing people how to style locks. Okay. And it kind of exploded from there. And then I, once I got married and had a, a baby, I didn't have as much time right. to do those lock tutorials. So I started sharing videos of my family. And so now our family videos, I can literally say, have gone viral. Mm-hmm. Um, we were on the Today Show um, Steve Harvey show, um, just because people are just anxious for content seeing black love. Mm, wow. And, um, and so I've realized that now my hair is not as big a deal, although a lot of my followers still are people who um, enjoyed seeing my hairstyles. Um, they, there's just a, a void of just seeing, um, black males present with their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are just, just eat it up. Every time I post something with my daughter and my husband, you know, because it's just it's it's a counter narrative that yes. people are, you know they're just not seeing black families that are stable okay. and happy um, mm-hmm. and not um, you, you know not like these the, the reality shows that show people arguing and yeah. the baby mama drama just happy black families are there's a void in it and so I think that that has helped our our family grow because people are just so anxious to see it. Um, the other thing that has happened is that I started teaching my daughter. Um, sign language uh-huh. as a form of communication. Um, I started when she was around four months old. She actually started signing at about nine or ten months old, and I started sharing those videos. Yes. And now her following has grown because that's something that surprisingly um, a lot of people of color were not aware of um, this method of communication, for instance, mm-hmm. and toddlers. Okay. You know, and, and something, you know, to, to, to speak to the point that you mentioned about not seeing the, 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 the family, the, the, you know, the, the two-parent household, more than yes. three-quarters of African-American births are to unmarried women, nearly yes. double the rate of, in, uh, of, of all other uh, births. And right. so that kind of speaks to what you were, you were talking about there. But now, mm-hmm. you know, now now relating what you're doing to music and, and, and you mentioned sign language and you teaching your baby yes. sign language. Um, yes. Music is a form of language. Yes. Sign language obviously is a, is a form of I mean, it's a form of communication. Music is a form of communication. And long before children read, read any book, the first way that they learn is through these forms of communication. And so you've mm-hmm. tapped into both of them. Was, did, yes. did your daughter gravitate to it pretty quickly? How, how was that, 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 that progress? Um, I, I don't know if I can say quickly because, I, you know, it's one of those things that I, I'm, I'm trying to communi- communicate with my followers about this kind of by-the-book parenting that I think we've been pushed mm-hmm. on. Of, your, your kid should do this by this age. Yes. Um, so I don't know that, whether it was quickly or not, but I would say that, um, if I, I started signing with her about four months old and I started seeing the results around nine or 10 months. So it, it was an, a, a big investment of time, mm-hmm. but to, you know, to say that she wasn't saying any words that were, um, you know, meaningful until months after that. Okay. So I just think just like with all languages, you know, if, if you have a, if you try to raise a kid in silence, they're not going to speak. <laughs> right. Right. So right. the same thing with sign language, you have to start it yes. from the beginning for them to grasp, you know, for them to grasp it at an age that's appropriate for your individual child. Okay. So it is, um, it is, it's, I think a lot of people assume that you can take a class. You know, I, I feel bad for, for people who are going to classes and think that their kid will learn simply from going to mm-hmm. class. They have to be immersed in the language, mm-hmm. just like anything else. You have to, just like the language of music, you're not going to get it unless you're immersed in it, you know, just taking something one off here and there, you know, it's like kind of going, you want to take a private lesson to learn to play an instrument. You don't practice when you get home. Right. You're not going to make any progress. Right. So with her, I just exposed everyone who came around, like one of her most recent videos, um, her sign was, she could, she was, she can sign bird and dance. 
Wow, so when wow. people come around, I tell them, she, you know, this is a sign for birth, this is a sign for dance, this is what we're working on. Okay. So it just, you know, I can just show people really quickly and people learn the language and so everyone around her mm-hmm. um, knows it and can help reinforce it. How can someone follow you? Um, I'm Joy Marilee, J-O-Y-M-A-R-I-L-I-E, at, um, I'm sorry, at, at, on Instagram. And if you look me up on YouTube, I have a few different YouTube pages for music and for hair. Um, but if you type in Joy Marilee, you'll find me under both. Now, Joy, we're going to, and I mentioned to you when we spoke yesterday, that um, I'm going to have a time where you come in and the show will be dedicated specifically to you and the work that you're doing. Because uh, you've taught me a lot about um, uh, how to diversify what we do and that, you know, mm-hmm. people may not gravitate when we talk about music but they find other ways to connect with us and now you have a following who you can introduce this whole field of music to so i i'm I'm learning a lot from you with that so we'll schedule a time and um uh, before the end of the summer we're going to have you and hopefully even have you physically in the in the studio but if not you you can always call back in and share your information thank you very much joy for um taking a little time to to speak with me Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay, you do the same. And that was Joy Mallory. Um, You can find her at Joy Mallory on Instagram. You got to go out and check her wonderful videos out uh, and also her music. Now, when we come back, uh, we have on on the phone line um, uh, a phenomenal educator, music educator that's going to join us, Nikki's Music Class. Uh, So don't go anywhere. You're listening to WOL 1450 AM. Be right back. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing wonderful as well. Okay, well, great. And I'm, you know, I know that you had a show earlier this morning, so I thank you for taking some time to to speak with us now. And um, and I want you to talk first. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I know that um, I know that you say I don't know if you're originally from D.C., but I know you went to uh, Duke Ellington School of the Arts. Is that correct? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I am born and raised in D.C. Okay. Product of DC Public Schools, um, and again, yes, I went to Duke Ellington School of Arts and majored in voice. Um, and from there, I went to Morgan for a year and studied music under Nathan Carter, mm. Dr. Nathan Carter. Yes. Um, and from there, I went to Howard. Okay. And studied music education there. And um, after Howard, I started teaching. I started teaching music. In D.C. public schools. Okay. And um, I've been teaching ever since. Uh, so it's been almost, ugh, at least almost 20 years. Wow. What, what, so what's your music of, of choice? Um, I study classical music, actually. Okay. okay. Um, so I'm more, besides the, the children's music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a classical singer. Okay. So, you, yeah, you're singing. Okay. Uh, so do you do any other yeah. instruments or you, you, I mean, not that you have to, cause that voice is marvelous. Um, uh, thank you. <laughs> well, I had to learn to play the piano, but I'm no pianist at all. Okay, I got like, you. Don't put me behind a, a choir or anything. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> okay. And, and so what led you to, um, uh, seeking out children's music? Um, when I became a mom, actually, mm-hmm. um, with my daughter, she's now seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just make up stuff to kind of calm her down. Yeah. Or, um, you know, like going to the potty, uh, just started making up things, like singing songs for her to go to the potty to <laughs> right. get her distracted. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> or like changing her diaper just to keep my sanity in time. <laughs> so crazy songs, like, pooping <laughs> 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 sleeves, you know. Like these songs were were coming to me naturally um and it was just for fun okay when i started doing it and then uh people were like like i really like that song you should write that down Uh and i was already writing um before i started singing those songs to her so putting the song together for kids is just the next level of it or just another part of so my writing so prior to that and you're a mother, and you're looking for music uh, uh, and the like. Did you were you aware 
of other children's music out there? And if so, did you share that with your child as well? I mean, what, what did you just find it was a void and decided to make your own? I did find it was a void. Um, even as a teacher, I was looking for music um, for my students, and I can't even think of the lady's name. Um, she's an artist from the Smithsonian, an black artist. lady. Uh, oh, oh, you're talking about Ella Jenkins. Name. Ella Jenkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, the, the great Ella, Ella Jenkins. Jenkins. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So I would use some of her CDs, mm-hmm. and then as we evolved into, like, YouTube, Yes. Um, I started seeing other artists that weren't African-American artists. Okay. And some of the songs that I would pull for the kids, they would enjoy it, but to me, I was like, songs are kind of corny a little bit yeah. or like, I can do that like I can write some songs that the kids would relate to like right. why right. aren't we on social media like why aren't we on YouTube yes at least at the time when I was looking for like YouTube videos I didn't see me right you know right. I didn't see um I didn't see my kids on yeah. YouTube right and so that's where that came about wanting to mm-hmm. show them people that look like them right absolutely well you know um you know you mentioned ella jenkins and for those who don't know she's really pretty much known as the 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 mother of children's music and she is part of the smithsonian folklore Mm -hmm. um uh collection uh but she was on everything from sesame street mr rogers electric company and most of us have sung one or more of her children's songs when we grew up and didn't realize that it was something that she either wrote or popularized. Uh, right. she's, she, she's still living. She's in her mid-90s. Uh, wow. I had the op- opportunity to meet her in Brooklyn, New York back in 2012, and she did a workshop for all of us children's artists, and it was, it was actually phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so from, from your standpoint as a, as a mother and looking for, for these things, you know, I don't know if you heard uh, what I mentioned when I first came on the air, but I was trying to ask, do we in our community value children? And I'm just going to sp- specifically focus on children's music. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that we value creating music for children in the black community? Um, I will say yes and no. Okay. I respect that. Um, and I'll, I'll say yes because of my community, yes. like of my family and my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, who will be supportive of the music that that I've shared with um, the world? Yes, they've been supportive of, supportive of me. Mm-hmm. Um, we share information where we could take our kids, like camp performances, or you know, the people that I come in contact with. Um, they value it. Yes, um, but. Even, you know, just starting out with this CD, um, when I'm going to these shows, I don't see a lot of us. And right. um, maybe it's just where, where, I'm, where I am in, in, this, in my journey you know, of writing children's uh, music. I think you, you, you'll, you'll find that that's consistent. Um, for okay. many of us, um, that that mm-hmm. the the vast majority of our audiences don't look like us right now, and mm-hmm. um, and we can talk, we can get into the psychology of why or whatnot, but um, but but I would agree that that I don't see a lot of us many times at these mm-hmm. events. Um, yeah, and that's why I'm 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 so appreciative of what you're doing uh, with Nikki's music class. So talk a little bit. What is Nikki's music class? So the idea started with me wanting to teach outside of the traditional classroom. Okay. Um, going into almost 20 years, I was like, how can I teach? I still love what I do, but I want to do it differently now. I don't necessarily want to stay in a school all day long. Right. And so um, I figured, let me try YouTube. Mm-hmm. I can meet <laughs> A bunch of kids that I may not even know who, who I'm actually meeting. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where I get to teach them, and it take away something from me, and I'm touching the lives of so many more. Right. That way. Absolutely. And so, what can people expect when they 
tune into your YouTube page? Um, they can expect some new songs for kids, mm-hmm. um, a new twist on some songs that they may already be familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to soon get into actually teaching music lessons. Mm-hmm. Where, like right now, you'll see most of songs that I've written, but I want to... I want the page to be where students or parents can go to it and learn what a staff is, learn what a bass club is, how to read notes on a staff, mm-hmm. how to clap rhythms and mm-hmm. things like that. Okay. And although I still teach in the classroom, I want that page to also be for my students. Like, hey, you can go back to my YouTube page if you didn't understand something in class. Right. Um, you know, things like that. Well, you know, I was looking at a couple of your videos um, over the weekend, um, especially mm-hmm. the, uh, the one um, ABCs. Um, now, uh-huh. the, the classroom that you have set up, um, I'm just curious, is that a, a, a classroom just for the video? or Because the, the, the children was having so much fun in that video. Talk a little bit about uh-huh. that video. So the location is an actual school. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone allowed me to come and do the uh recording there great and the kids are all my friends kids okay right (laughs) so i just um you know like my my community Mm -hmm. like hey i'm shooting a video i need your kids and that's the product of what you what you see on that alphabet song video and you do you do a lot of videos also um i think you have a i don't know if it's a series but uh the word of the day Yep. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. What 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 can people expect if they they tune into that? Um so again, being a mom, mm-hmm. <laughs> a teacher, um trying to manage this all, I am posting a word of the day at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Um where if you have kids who are learning to read, um they'll see me Singing the word of the day, which is the beginner word. Um, mm-hmm. So to be at, um, and it's just a fun way to get students to or kids to recognize their sight words. Yes, and um, it's repetitive, something that they can catch on really easily, mm-hmm. and help them learn new vocabulary words. Okay, okay, wonderful. And uh, and you came out with your your first is it is just a single or CD last year? Uh, is that correct? In 2018? Yeah. Okay. So well, in October. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, in October, I released Music in the Air first. Yes. And um, about a month after, I went on ahead and released the EP. And I love that video for Music in the Air. Where were you all at when you uh, video uh, uh, took that video? Um, Watkins Park. <laughs> okay, I thought I recognized that. It's been years yeah. since I've been to Watkins Park. Oh my goodness, I grew up in Sea Pleasant, so I'm right down the street from there. But since okay. then, I have not been over in Watkins Park. But that was a beautiful uh, backdrop. Um, um, and, and children were everywhere. I loved it. You know, it was up in yep. the playground and all that. And it was very colorful. <laughs> it was very well done. Um, so congratulations yeah. on that. Thank you. Um, what's Thank the best you. way for someone to reach you? Um, they can reach me on Instagram. Okay. My Instagram is Nikki's Music Class. That's N I K I S Music Class. And I'm also on Facebook, same tag, Nikki's Music Class. Um, working on a website, so that's under construction, but it will mm-hmm. be the same. Nikki'smusicclass.com. Okay. okay, that's you say uh spell your first name again? N I K I. Okay, N I K I. Okay, uh, K I S. Okay, uh, Nikki's um, music class. And uh, now, what what impact did going to Duke Ellington have on you moving in this direction? Wow, I could I could talk all day about Ellington, <laughs> but <laughs> um, Ellington was such an instrumental part of growing up. Mm-hmm. Of course, well, people who may not know. Um, it's a high school in Georgetown. Uh, Georgetown, Washington, D.C. Uh huh. Yes. And it allows students to go outside of their neighborhood high school. Uh-huh. And so you have to audition to get into Ellington. And when I got there, it was like fame. Uh-huh. 
like literally like same, like people in the hallway singing, dancing, and confident about their singing and dancing and acting. Mm-hmm. And so um, going there, at first it was a shock, like, wow, like these people are like confident and just unashamed of who they are. Yes, yes. And um, I got there a little shy, a little nervous, Mm -hmm. not as confident Mm -hmm. when I first got there. Right. And after being in a choir and having the opportunity to travel around the world singing, Mm -hmm. um, and even little things like I share with my students, like learning about new food, (laughs) you know, like being in Paris. Yes. And... They're offering you croissants. I'm like, croissants? <laughs> Where are the biscuits like, at? I need the biscuits. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, no peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I come home, and then I was like, Mom, can you get us some croissants? And my mother's like, what? Croissants? Like, what do you know about croissants? You know, just little things like that. Just exactly. Getting you to see outside of your norm okay and nick i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna ask you to hold one moment we got to go and um check on the traffic and the in the weather uh but when we come back i'm gonna have you continue and then also i want you to talk to us a little bit about what we can expect from you um you know in the near and in the near future so don't go anywhere you're listening to uh, nikki's music class this is uncle devin on uncle devin show on wol 1450 a.m where information is power don't go anywhere All right. You're listening to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM here in the Silver Spring studios. And my guest on the line is the one and only Nikki from Nikki's Music School. And um, I want to just for those who are tuning in, I just want to remind you that this show is dedicated towards eradicating what I call music adultification. That's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of age-appropriate and culturally relevant music. Uh, And so it's dedicated to parents, teachers, and guardians to uh, let you know about the importance that music plays in a child's development and how you can take back control of your children's music listening experience. Uh, So, Nikki, when we left off, you were just talking about, well, you were talking about food, so now you made me hungry. Uh, But you were talking (laughs) about the experiences that you had at uh, Duke Ellington. Um, so, So continue. So in terms of being in that environment, and, um, you know, and helping you to gain the confidence because I can see the mm-hmm. confidence in, in what you do now. I can see it in your videos. I see it in your posts. Uh, so talk about how, how you developed that while at uh, the Duke Ellington School. With the, profession, the, the true name is the Duke Ellington School of Performing Arts. The is that? Art. Okay. The Art. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. Um, so at Ellington, like, there's no room for you not to be serious about your craft. Like, right. you're busy from the moment that you step in that building until you leave. Like, my school day started, well, having to get up about 5 because there was a charter bus that picked up us students who lived in Southeast yep. about 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to, to travel like around the perimeter of the city to pick everybody else up who didn't live in Georgetown yep. to drop us off at school. And we had our academics from 8 to about 2 o'clock. And then from from that point to about 7, we were studying or performing, practicing um, from 2 to 7 mm-hmm. and start all over again. And so yeah, I remember had, hearing Dave Chappelle talk yeah. about that. I know Dave Chappelle is mm-hmm. a graduate and I remember him. He yep. makes plenty of jokes in his comedy sketch about uh, going to school here and at, at Duke Allenton. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was the beginning of the training of being serious about your craft. Like this long day is longer than the average student mm-hmm. and um, having to learn foreign languages. And that was something I really wasn't looking forward to in the beginning. Like, I went in singing gospel songs. I went in singing, you know, R&B or whatever. But now i got to learn different languages, Mm -hmm. Italian and German songs, Mm -hmm. and singing using my classical voice that I didn't even realize I had at the time. Right. And so, um, and then having to keep up with your academics and traveling, because we were always out of the country Mm -hmm. or just out of the building. Mm -hmm. So, it was preparing you for whatever you, your plans were to be after 
high school, if you're going to be serious about the arts or if you're going to own your own business, like, this is what it's going to feel like putting in all these long hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the mm-hmm. competitiveness, you mm-hmm. know, with other people being just as good or better than you, mm-hmm. you know, like, what are you going to do to keep pushing yourself to, you know, build your art form? We'll and, um, and now even I when I went to college, I don't even feel like mm-hmm. when I went to college, it's like, this isn't even half the work we used to do, <laughs> you know, in high school. Yeah. So. Well, see, now I see why you don't, um, why you started teaching outside of the classroom because you weren't in class. You yeah. all were traveling all over the place and doing field trips. Right. And to be honest, that to me is how education should be. Um, yes. It shouldn't be siloed in a in a you know in a wall you know in, in behind some some walls. We need to be out, right? Um, and exactly. it needs to be continual. You know, in, in a society yep. like this, where let's say history is looked at as an event instead of a process. Well, mm-hmm. education is a process, and we need to be a part of that process. So while you're learning, it, 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 there's a reason why children learn the most when they play. Yeah, not only children, yep. but all species. Animals yep. play and they learn about themselves and in their in their society when they do that. And to a to a large extent, we need to create education as a play tool that is fun, but is entertaining. Yep. And I think you can do that the best uh, when you're right. outside of those walls. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and so, I agree. So, with you focusing here um, and, and the work that you're doing, um, where, what, what are you looking at moving forward? Uh, what What can we expect from you um, uh, moving forward? Well, <laughs> the sky is the limit. Yes. Whatever is, whatever the universe has lined up for me, I'm ready. Okay. Um, Wonderful. I, I continue to write music. Um, I'm actually starting on a a project of lullabies. Okay, wonderful. Um, some of them are remakes, and some of them I wrote on my own. Um, I want to continue to, you know, do things outside of the classroom. I'm still working full time, but my goal is to not of course. <laughs> be in the classroom full time. Yeah. So yeah. auditioning for different things to keep me. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of one building yeah. and also allowing my kids the opportunity to, to see other things and do other things early. Right. You know, because if I had the opportunity to get outside of the classroom, I also would love the opportunity for them to learn outside of the classroom, like you just said, too. Yeah, you know, absolutely. so an option of homeschooling and taking them with me, like this morning they were with me at Bloom Bars. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> and they're right with me learning my songs and yeah. singing my songs. Exactly. And, um, of course, as parents, we are their first teacher. That's I'm right. their best teacher. That's their right. Dad is Period. their best teacher. Period. And I want to continue to do that for them. Well, you know, um, you know, it, it, I mean, I, I'm glad to even hear you say that because we have to take responsibility for educating our children, and, and that that's kind of what led me to asking the question earlier: How do we mm-hmm. measure? whether or not we value children in society. And I know you've already addressed that. And of course, anyone that would like to call in, uh, we have a few minutes left. You can give us a call at 1-800-450-7876. But I, when you look at the the state of the condition of, of our community, especially now, uh, as things are starting to even get worse with uh, just just the, the landscape that we're in, you know, how do we even measure that? And and one of my goals was to create um, a, a national children's music platform. Mm-hmm. OK, so that people like yourself, I mean, you're here in D.C. Well, I know yeah. that in every city, in every county and in every state around the United States and in every country, <laughs> there are people that look yep. just like you and I doing what you and I do. Yeah, but we're so disenfranchised and we we're not connected because one, when it comes to value, um, who who values us? I mean, I know that right. the the Grammys has a children's category, and I don't want to get back on my mm-hmm. soapbox. Uh, Latin Grammys <laughs> has one for children's music, but none of the cat- none of the the award shows that honors our community, whether it's the NAACP award show, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. the Soul Train Awards, whether it's the Urban 
won honors awards who i i was an, I, I was honored to be a, a a sponsor for for that this year here at uh, urban one um mm-hmm. and the like none of them recognizes the work that we do and so right. and just like with anything until it's elevated we won't get more people in it so i that's why I'm having people like yourself on the show so that you can explain what you do uh, so people can contact you. If someone wants to reach you and have you come and do a program with them or do a video with them, what's the best way for them to reach you? Um, They can email me, um, NicoleAddisonMusic at gmail.com. And again, the social media, uh, just direct messaging me there. Mm -hmm. And my website which will allow you to just click a button and see what you would need to do to book me for an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end of the summer, that website should should be up. But just contact me directly at my email or um, Facebook or Instagram, Nikki's Music Class. And, and let me also say about the part where you said that you're working full-time and, and doing this, and I'm no stranger to that. Uh, last mm-hmm. August, um, I walked away from a job after 19 years. Um, wow. I was doing both music um, mm-hmm. and this, but in addition to that, I you know I'm, I'm still organizing in the community, fighting for health health care, and, yeah. uh, and 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 other um, you know injustices in society. But for mm-hmm. me, it was the right time, and I would just caution yeah. you and anyone else that make the right choices when you do decide to walk away. Um, mm-hmm find multiple streams of income uh, yeah. because uh, it, it can become very, very frustrating when we're out here, but it, it happened to be the right time for me uh, because mm-hmm. it was also part of the fact that I had this radio program and right. I did not want to have to be calling in every Monday asking permission to do what I know yeah. is, is my calling. And so right. things lined up perfectly and I was able, I'm able to do it and, and thank, thank God it's been a year um, already so I would just continue continue to encourage you to do what you do. And we as children's artists continue to connect. I want to connect you with the yes. broader children's music network where we can talk, share uh, our experiences uh, and help one another. It's one of the most co- cooperative communities I've ever been, belonged to. So I just okay. want to thank you for the work that you're doing, for your perseverance. Thank you. And, thank you. And, and once again, I want you to share your contact information so that people know how to reach you. Um, I can be reached on Instagram or Facebook at Nikki's Music Class. That's N-I-K-I-S Music Class, M-U-S-I-C-E-L-A-S-S, on Facebook and Instagram. Or you can email me at Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-E, Addison Music at gmail.com. All right. Well, Nicole, thanks again for being a, a wonderful guest, and uh, I look to be in contact with you real soon. And for everyone listening, thank you for taking a little time out and hearing what, what your brother has to say. Again, this is the Uncle Devin Show. Thank you. Tune in next week as we start our second year here on WOL. And always remember, life is a drum, so beat it. <laughs>